Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Is it true that you have given up beers? Given up on the beers. Yes. Is that that's beers correct. or beers? Not having beers. Beers. Yeah. Beers. They're done. What about beer with back chat? Uh, no, we can have something else. Oh. Beers with back chat will happen. And we've been talking about it again. Because, you know, we've been talking about it for a while. But we've it been making strides. Yeah, you know, it actually needs to happen. We've been making strides in the planning process. But beers, yes. Um, I just, I think I, I got a bit sick over the Christmas break. And then someone asked me to go get a beer with them and I couldn't think of anything worse oh, at that point. Off the beers. And then I was like, you know what? I don't think I need beer anymore. I'm like bloated. <laughs> you, know, you drink it. You know is this you, an ad for Canadian club? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you go out, right, if, you have, if you have four pints of beer, yeah. maybe five, yeah. that's two and a half liters yeah, blind drunk. of beer. You don't need that. Wow. So I've been like gin and soda. Yeah. It, it hydrates you as you become slightly intoxicated. Um, and yeah, I just don't need the beers. And I'm happy about my decision. Welcome to the world of uh, of professional athletes, mate. This is what athletes do. They I don't, they don't have beers. It hurts your skin faults. You have, you have vodka waters, vodka sodas, vodka waters. I knew it. I knew deep down. Welcome. Yeah. Ever since you got pulled up. Here. Ever since you got pulled up at Crown Casino that time. You've made some big, yeah. big changes in your life. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome to Back Chat. Here we are. Uh episode thirty-four. That's been that's yeah. a little bit, isn't it? It's good. One more till thirty-five. Uh that's correct, Dan. Um I wanted to go through a couple of things off the top. New social handles, yes. It's been it's been a little bit of a feature off the top of most most back chat podcasts where I have to go through and stuff up every one of our social handles. So I thought, right, enough's enough. Yep. Time to regulate it. Fair enough. So Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, backchat, underscore, underscore. Yes, that's right. Double underscore. If one underscore wasn't enough for you, ladies and gentlemen, it is two. So if you want to find us across all socials, backchat, underscore, underscore, is where you will find us. I'm pretty excited about that. Still the same email address though. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. And the website. Backchatpodcast.com.au. Miss www. Um, <laughs> yeah, so YouTube. We're kind of we're kind of we're just backchat now. Taking the 2.0 away. Yeah, I got sick of it. Sick to death of it. Means nothing. Where's backchat? Backchat 2.0 is 
No, we're back chat. We're back chat 3.0. All right, no, no, we're back chat. Um, Enjoying the uh, interactions this week on socials and emails. Some very good you send it, we read it this week. So Mm. if you do want to get your question across and you don't want to miss out, that would be the way to do it. You send it, we read it. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Off the top, I think we can keep it sporty. Yep. That's what we do. And watchy because we're on YouTube. Mm. And if you want to find us, that's where you get to us, YouTube, and subscribe. Yes, I'll, I'll leave you just a little moment to do that. Yeah, we're still here. Um, just thank you for subscribing to our YouTube channel. While we're talking about watching things, top 10 most watched sports of the year 2021 came across your desk, Dan Const. I was surprised by a few of them. There's obviously the big ones in there. What was? Uh, let's just go through the list. Let's Starting go from, from ten. From ten, good, very good. Golf, golf at ten. It's sort of not surprising. It's a big sport. Without knowing the other nine, yeah, you know, is that surprising or not? We well, don't know because golf. Um, sure, I assume golf. Do you sit down and watch popular. golf? A lot of people do. I, I don't. I went through a stage where I'd like sit down and watch the majors. I don't think there's many better things than watching like a major. I don't know why. Like that f- four days of. Um, the Masters. Mm. I watch that. Do you watch that? No, it's too choppy and changey. One guy's on hole three. I just want them all to line up and have a turn each, and then oh. that's probably a horrible way to do it. I kind of um, like that. Um, okay, rugby. Yeah, sort again, of rugby. Probably international rugby. What? I don't know. Maybe who knows? Not for me. It doesn't say me, it on guys. this list. Not for me, guys. I'm sorry. Baseball at eight. Baseball for me is if I'm having a sick day at home and it's on. I'll happily just have it on and, and sort of get into it. Um, I don't watch baseball. I would watch the World Series. Again, kind of like golf. I wouldn't watch like There's like 170 tournament. games a season or something per team. Yeah, I don't like it. It's a little bit why I don't like the NBA, to be honest. Too many games. Okay. Basketball's in next, though. Seven. I thought I, it would be higher. It's high. Or low, which way we depends. I thought it would be closer to one. Let yeah. me say that. You're a big basketball fan. What do you like about it? Um, the time management, the the drama off the court, the time and management, like when they call time, time out, yeah, it's so good. The two for one. That's the first seconds. thing you like about basketball. The time, yeah, the strategy, um, the athleticism. It's well, all very good. Luckily, we'll be joined in studio mm-hmm. by someone who will know about the good things about basketball. And I tell you what, if he tells me the best thing. <laughs> About basketball is time management. Yeah. I'll spew up and I'll work, walk out. <laughs> and you get stuck and you clean up. Greg hires lap with my spew in it. Okay. Um, basketball at seven. Tennis. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you no. can see how I did that though, right? Yeah, yeah. Not tennis, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. because there's a fair bit to watch in that space. We will be touching on Novak Djokovic a little bit later on. Table tennis at Table six. Tennis. You know what? That was Where sort of surprising. Where have you pulled these... Um, I don't know. There was a website and it was a screenshot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, but table tennis, like when you think about it first, you're like, yeah, but like the countries that are really into table tennis, uh, China, Japan, these countries, Just a lot of population. Countries. Yeah, good. Yeah, well, they've yeah, got right. the high population um, and they're into it. Where does the best table tennis player come from in the world, Charlie? Hello, Charlie. Charlie's here, ladies and gentlemen. The best in the world. Yes. Can you you please find that out? Yeah. yeah. I want to know where the world champ of table tennis is from. Should we... Australia's got a good one. I don't want to presume anything. I think we should aim to interview someone from each one of these sports. Yep. 
on back chat. Okay. So we've given we're giving basketball a tick. Done today. that. I mean, like Josh Gallup, but not really, not really in the basketball. Andrew space. Bogut. Ah, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's I forgot about one. him. We've got one here. Yeah. All right. So the 2021 world champion in the men's uh, is Fan Fan Zhengdong. Excuse me. Fan <laughs> Fan yep. Zhengdong yep. from China. From China. Uh, Runner up is Truls. Guard from Sweden. Okay. It's the Swedes. Oh, yeah. The Swedes have had a few in peace in okay. recent years. Okay. Last year's runner-up was another Swedish guy. Women. Women. I'm just scrolling down to okay, it. Okay, Charlie. While you're finding that, uh, <laughs> we'll go. To, no, we'll go to five. While you're getting that, those details. Volleyball is in front mm. of table. Do you know tennis. what? I I, I actually I could watch a good game of volleyball. Yeah, I like indoor volleyball. Is excellent. It's very fast. They they dive at balls, and you know what? The more I think about it now, it's a college sport. It's a big college sport. Very excitable though. Like very, very all about every single every point. point. Yep. You got to touch everybody. You got to yep. slap each other up. Yeah, I love it. I love the and the, the but there's a person in red. Like, all they can do is dig. They're just yeah. the digger. The digger. What are they called? The digger. Nah, there's a different name. Charlie, put that on the list. You got to find <laughs> out the name of the volleyball position. Oscar Allen that only digs. Oscar Allen talked to us about that. <laughs> no, that's the opposite of that. Oscar Allen's mate is a is plays in a college team. I love and how, he is that guy. I love how I look at Charlie and ask him to do things, and he looks back at me as if he doesn't know. How? Charlie, you have a computer in how front do, of how you. How do I do this? Okay, so there we go. Volleyball at five. Mm. Very strange there. Baseball, basketball, table tennis, volleyball. I think this is thanks to ESPN. If I remember correctly. Sure. Number four is tennis. Yep. That no, that's not a yep, mate. That's oh, absolutely Wimbledon's, not. Wimbledon's one of those ones that come on and everyone watches just it. A, just a and there's a thousand tournaments a, a year. So golf, we need to chase someone. Rugby, I don't know how we're gonna get someone there. Baseball. Baseball's doable. There's a couple of Perth Eats are very yeah. Yeah, big team. They're not playing at the moment. They've cancelled their whole league because of COVID. Tennis. I'd love to get Kyrgios. Yeah, Kyrgios has been a guy that we've been we've been in discussions with. Okay. So. Okay. Um, all right. Well, table tennis. We'll track down. What are, what are the girls? Girls champions. Girls is the winner and runner up. We're both Chinese. Okay. Uh, and this is interesting. The men's doubles also Swedish. The winners. We're going to interview a Swede. This man. is interesting. Mm. Swedish table tennis. Yeah, we love it. All right. Top three. Who's on the podium? Uh, field hockey. That is absolutely. Wrong. <laughs> well, look, it's from the website that had a JPEG that had a top 10 list on it. That, that Field hockey Field is hockey, the third again. most watched sport in 2021. I've again. figured out which website this is, by the way, as well. It's sportsbrowser.net. Oh, there you go. Seems reputable. Um, Dot net. Who's, think, of, <laughs> think, think of the best... The top probably four countries in the in the dot world. com was taken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, say it. Uh, top three, four sports countries in the world with field hockey. You'd probably say Australia, Australia, Netherlands, Netherlands, India. Uh, India has a billion people. New Zealand are very good. Yep, I'm but thinking. Don't more, have a billion. Yeah, but high population. India though, like you know. Yeah, but Australia and Netherlands. I wonder if this includes the Olympics. If that counted. Well, I, I mean, but even if it did, like. Oh, that's it's. I'd love to be challenged here. Number two, cricket. I love how you were agreeing with all these. Yeah, cricket, again, yeah. India, high population. True, I didn't think of that. Pakistan as well. Pakistan, and it's all year round. Like as much as it's like a summer sport, they they bloody milk it. Drum roll, number yeah. one. No surprises. Nah. nah. Soccer or nah. football depends nah. where you're from. So F one doesn't get a lick there. No, it'd be it'd be growing. Table tennis gets over the F1. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. What's missing there? 
F one. I think you've. I think you've done Fun. it. I don't know. You, you let us know. You want to get in touch? Jump on the socials and let us know if we've missed the mark there. I think ice hockey. I don't know. I think Russia. the aim is to get someone from every one of those sports. So we've doubled up on basketball. We literally have no one from any other sports that we've interviewed. Correct. Yeah, cricket's uh, on the way though. Uh, we need, yeah, we, yeah, cricket's on the way. All right. Okay, so you've given up the beers, but beers with back chat will be happening. Yes. Keen to see some interest on that. We will have a poll up on Instagram this week. And and I know we've we've rattled on about beers with back chat for a while, but essentially no, no. this is what it is. Yep. We'll record an episode yep. at a pub. Yep. And then afterwards we'll hang out and we'll just have beers. Yep. yep. Come come along. That's and it. while we're Real doing simple. the episode, yeah. sitting there and watch us do it, like yep. Charlie does. We won't give you all the microphone like Charlie's so so wonderfully got. <laughs> what did I ask you to find? You haven't found it yet. The volleyball position. Yes. Uh, okay, I've got it open. <laughs> um, so you wanted the dig, was it? Which I believe is the setter. No, not the outside no. hitter. Outside hitter. Absolutely no, not outside not. hitter. No, they've got a special name. Yeah, I'll leave you to it, Charlie. You'll come back come to back us to in us. a couple of minutes, mate. Uh, fantasy footy is happening. So yeah, mm. sorry. Beers with back chat will be happening. Poll will be on Instagram. Would you want to come? Yeah. Do you want to come and have a beer with back chat? Mm-hmm. Or a whiskey Gin and soda. Yeah, because yeah, Dan's off the beers. Fantasy football is going to form a big part of my life over the next six months. It is. I have it's been it's been years since I've played fantasy. You know I've been doing it for a long time. Yep. You're and you're you think you're good at it. I I can't no, comment. I, I, like um I don't know. I, I just off the top of my head. I came second in the country in round seventeen. Um so yeah, if that's good, then I suppose I am good at it. If it's okay. not good, who who are some of the people that are playing in your league? Is it pretty exclusive? Uh no, I've just I'm just in schoolmates kind of yep. been doing it for like twenty years, so okay. yeah, you can't join that. What's your team name? We could do a back chat league. We could Ooh. do a back chat league and make That's it a big good. one. Yeah, make it a big one. Look, I've been goodwill hunting for a while now. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I like to play on words. I've been that for three or four years. So be open to a new one. Okay. But fantasy footy again, it's going to form a big part of my life. So ipso facto, will form a bit of a part of this podcast over the AFL fantasy months. Mm. AFLW started up. Um, our good friend, friend of the family, I think, mm. Moira's Magic, Selby Lestier, started up his own fantasy competition, <laughs> aflwfantasy.com.au. I'm only mentioning that because there's a $5,000 prize. It's huge. If you win it, $5,000. I think there's only 1,500 people signed up. So you've got a one in 1,500 chance of winning five grand. I think you can still join. I had a little bit to do with it and kind of excited me. Does that give you any interest whatsoever? Me playing? Yes. Um, I like I don't get know. off the fence. No, no, I, d- I don't know enough about the AFL with you can, W players. You can get, you can get, a, you can get a little uh, autofill team. That's what I did, actually. Okay. Yep, I'll do it. I'm in. You're Charlie, you in? Oh, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> but fantasy footy, I think what we should do there is have a league for back chat. So some of the stats are starting to come out. There's some salary caps. Again, next week, we're going to have a league. If you want to join it, you want to join in. This is huge. A few things happening this week, mate. <laughs> Last week, I gave a little tease about going live as well. Yep. That's, and... and I kind of had to listen back. We were trying to get, um, we were trying to get, what's her name on the show? Who did you speak to last week? What was the girl's name? It was a couple of weeks ago. All right, a couple of weeks ago. I think it was last week. Two, oh, sorry, two weeks ago. On you call two, that we speak. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I you put me on the spot there, mate. Right, I'm sorry, mate. But I was cut off with live YouTube, so yes. we're going to go live in the next few weeks. Yeah, that's true. Do you know the good thing about YouTube Live is? Yeah. 
as the show is happening, you can watch it live. Comment, questions. It's great. Yeah. People jump in. It's like you're watching a TV show together. Correct. So they're the three big things that are happening. Beer with Backchat, Fantasy League with Backchat, yep. Live with Backchat. Yep. So Live with Backchat is probably the last of those three that's happening, but we will get there at some stage. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. But we've got work to do and we're going to do it because we love doing it. You know what we haven't done for a little while? Media Watch. Bam, 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 Media Watch. Let's go right now. Well, we Dan used to be an audio putter together in his previous life. and yeah, Just to make jingles? Yeah. Media Watch... A little bit happening this week. Have you been following along? Today, I was, you know, I was at work and my job at the moment doesn't really uh, mean that I'm keeping an eye on sort of general news. I, I do, but I don't. But the Djokovic thing, I was watching pretty closely just because it was everywhere. And it just seemed like there was twists and turns and it was relatively interesting. Media Watch, for those who are listening or watching that haven't seen this before, is usually not what's happening in the media, but it's a little bit of... Journalists and media types. How the media colour certain things. I Mm. tweeted, I personally think the coverage of Novak Djokovic has been sensationalist at best. That's a pretty much word for word what I tweeted. I also attached to that tweet. What is your Twitter handle? uh, At Will Schofield. Good. Went real wide with it. Okay. I also attached a federal court submission by Novak Djokovic's team and said, have a read of this if you want to broaden your view a little bit on the entire situation because all that's getting put in the media right now is oh he did this on the 16th he's taking a photo of this right there he can't come in the country if i can't cross the country and my family can't then why should he enter it's just speculation and i just put out this is the federal court submission it was a 40 page document have a read and then about three hours later i put the australian government's submission to the court and I just left that out there. And there was a few that weren't too many, too happy about me calling out the media for being sensationalist covering it. I think it has been sensationalist. I think it's been taken out of the whack a little bit. But today, it probably has got a bit of sensational vibes around it. Yeah, it's, it's movie-like. There's talks of someone getting arrested, being detained, <sighs> deported, banned Would, from entering the country for a certain amount of time. Do you want to see him play in the Aussie Open? Uh, I don't, don't. I, honestly, I'm not a, enough of a big enough tennis, tennis guy. Tennis four in the world, mate. Yeah, four, no, but uh, honestly, I'll, w- I'll watch the final, maybe. If there's an Australian, I'll watch it. I don't care if he plays or he doesn't. That's my hot take on the situation. If we want a hot take, I made it last night before the decision was handed down today. I think he'll be kicked out either this evening or tomorrow morning. Yes, yeah, so this is, this this is Monday. A, a Monday. Tuesday. Unraveled. Bye-bye, Djokovic. You'll be watching this or listening to this on Wednesday night if you're a Patreon because you get early access or Thursday morning. I think the Australian government, their stat- this is about a little bit legal, their statutory uh, powers were being challenged by Djokovic's team, which means it, what's written into the Constitution, Djokovic's challenge is basically saying... I don't really agree with what you've been able to do here. If they let that slide, it will open the floodgates. Precedent. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, I don't think they're going to let that happen. You, um, I've done about six, six, six units of you're a water. You're away from from becoming yeah, a lawyer. Yeah, I've so. done six of about twenty four. So you know, I've read a law book. Yeah, pretty much a lawyer. You're a quarter of the way closer to being a lawyer than I am. I actually don't have an opinion on like Djokovic. Like, oh, he should this. I just think it's been unclear. It's like yes. it's a bit embarrassing for the rest of the world how it we've kind of handled it. My take really actually is if if the rules are being followed, 
you gotta you gotta back it up. If you're doing the right thing, following the rules, you gotta commit to that. If not, yeah. As ScoMo has said during the week, Rake. Oh gosh. Rules are rules. There you go. No exceptions. Then stick to that. Rules are rules. And you know why? That'll be written on your tombstone. You know what the best thing about rules is that it makes things fun. <laughs> Please tell me more about that. It puts great parameters in place to have a good time. <laughs> without rules, it's chaos, you know? Without further ado, I think we need to wrap this little introduction up. We've got a big guest coming into the studio right now. Yeah, Mr. Greg Heyer. He's one of only 16 players in NBL history to win four championships with the team. I see you've been... He's so you've been reading that Wikipedia page there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, um, you know, I just love Greg Heyer, uh, read his bio, biography. I've got it Dude. on my bedside table. You know what I'm keen to ask Dan, uh, Greg about? I don't know if he's got a biography, by the way. Yeah, what are you, what are you If he's about? happy that you have a piece of his 2018 or 2019 championship premiership net. Nylon. Here. Yeah. Right, let's I'll ask. show him. All right, welcome, people. Uh, the man is in the house. Greg Hire joins us. Hello, Greg. Oh, thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. What about the introduction? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't an immediate build-up or anything, no, which no, is we fine. Don't, so we don't do that. Mate. Not necessary. No, good, welcome. Good. Cheers. Hey, mate. Um, Thank you. Cheers. Look, um, maybe don't get through what Josh Garlop was able to get through last week. Um, we've had some inquiries from some whiskey companies around town actually because he represented the brand very well but <laughs> we thought we might have lost josh at the end of the night um he played a little practical joke on us but you'll be right with just one glass of whiskey tonight hopefully yeah no i'm i'm a little bit more responsible um, and and i i do actually feel uh that i've insulted you because my my good mates at whippersnapper distillery as go. soon as you were drinking Whiskies, I was like, you gotta have a good drop. Not saying makers mark or whatever, isn't uh, it? Yeah. No, it I isn't. It is an absolute isn't. It's American, isn't it? But yeah, I was sort of it's something to get us through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I mean, as you guys continue rising up, I know yes. you're obviously raising your profile of guests like myself. Yes, uh, I didn't gift you, but it'll be next. I'll, I'll, I'll maybe we sure could give you a gift. <laughs> we can give you a gift, Greg. So, uh, mate. What we ask off the top for every guest we ever have in here, and we will get into exactly who you are for people who don't, maybe not big basketball mm. fans. We ask our listeners, uh, sorry, we ask our guests, what is the greatest sporting achievement you've ever had in your life? Not on the basketball court. So, look, we know you're a big-time basketball mm. player. 15 players in the history of the NBL won four championships, and you're one of them. <laughs> we know all about it. What are you done off the basketball court? So this is going to be an interesting one because it's whether it's a sport or a hobby because I was a state chess champion at under 12. <laughs> chess? And that is yeah, so, chess. And like I've still got the – like when I introduce myself for speeches or anything, like I, it has four times NBL champion, you know, uh, Pride of Australia uh, medal recipient and then I have state chess champion under 12. Very um, good. And – like I was ranked. Like he's, I know. Like you guys were talking about bowling last week. Yes. Um, and I was like, geez, like that's peculiar. Like cool. I yeah, I, I wouldn't go for <laughs> Dead's very no, impressed. When the team and like we were throwing off ball bag comments, I was having a, a, a slight chuckle. But yeah, I was like a, a chess champ. There was literally a newsletter that came out every month, and it would have like your rankings, and you know, in WA, and I would go to like like schools, and there would be. 200 nerds you can imagine playing chess and you'd have a ranked tournament like a, a proper all-timed like whatever uh, sorry like 
it could last for weeks, like that sort of style. Or you'd have like rapid clock, you know, like it's five minutes on the clock, you've just got to play. And it wasn't really much skill, it was just how quick you could go. And I got trumped one time because I was versing someone, I was like this prodigy 11 <laughs> Gary Kasparov Hungarian. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I was like in the quarterfinals, people was like, it's awesome. And I was like, I've got to go have a piss. And so I said to the, like the person I was, um, can I just pause it? Like I really need to piss. And they're like, yeah, no, no worries. And they... They didn't pause it. So when I came back, I had like 45 seconds and lost. And that I've been gutted from that day. And why did you stop playing? I'm so interested in this. I don't even want to talk about basketball. Why did you stop playing? <laughs> yeah, why did you, pl- you stop playing chess? What Mate, I've had you? a really weird life. Like uh, I remember as a five-year-old, uh, I was a model. Like I was a child model. I can see that. And yeah. I literally... Um, we know why you stopped that. <laughs> yeah, but like I was the only bloke with like girl. And so sport, like you're just not doing It's not cool. They went to chess. There's no like pathways. Like I, my employment right now. There's no one. I'm not looking after. I spoke to. Chess. I spoke to. Again, terrible by mad. Can't remember his <laughs> name. I spoke to like Australia's leading. He's like the Australia's best ever chess player, and he spoke to me about his like his touring life as a chess player. So he still goes around. Incredible, mate. Like he would go. From, you you produced yeah. me. Yeah, I remember that. You I was produced just to think, me. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. it was on ABC. Where are at? Oh, you, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah. ABC, like, no, this guy's legit. Like, yeah, like would compete across the world, and people put him up. He'd be getting stayed in Monte Carlo. He'd be staying yeah, in Dubai. Well, Gary, you could have had, you could have, you could have had the world. <laughs> yeah, that good. I would look at strategies. So, like, you know, like they would always have names for him. Um, and I used to love it. I used to hustle people hard. So, like, I remember, like, my wife. I'd be like. Um, and as you get older and you have kids, you know, and you sort of like need to work for things, I'd be like, hey, uh, looks like if I can beat you in 24 moves or less, like, you <laughs> know, can have some fun. I, I got <laughs> to say, this is, fun. This, is, this is the best, this is the best we've had. Like, Bogut, Bogut, well, Bogut beating um, Phil Helmuth in a game of poker was good. Yeah. Um, look, Dan's five for sixteen in a cricket match oh, under twelve okay. final in a final. He's quite good, but chess Got a trophy. state champion. It's over there, actually. You said you wouldn't mention it. Shut up. <laughs> I think it's about as good as it gets. Yeah. Correct. Yep. All it's right. very obscure as well. So I gave you absolutely no introduction to start off with, mate. <laughs> but that was deliberate. NBL. Um, uh, look, I'm going to call you a superstar, four-time champion for the Perth Wildcats. You're a, you're a Perth Wildcats uh, dynasty player. You've been a part of that for a long time. Stepped away now. Can you give our listeners what sort of basketball player were you? Yeah, when you said superstar, yeah, I definitely wasn't a superstar. I think we have a a mutual respect because whilst there's an appreciation when you're playing for people like ourselves. Yep. So there's a role. So for basketball players, oppositions, and teammates, they like they love you. Um, but for opposition fans or opponents at times, they hate you. Why? What were oh, you? I, well, I, I, I was passionate, me. but then on borderline, it would be seen as dirty, um, <laughs> which, I, I, which I didn't like. Um, but, like, like I loved – look, I was a uh, – passion was obviously understated. Like, I was an energy guy. Um, you know, like, I would try and change – the momentum of a game, um, which which I'd done many of times, and so I was happy enough to do so. But I had my role, um, but in saying that, like I wasn't a shit player. Like I, I mean, I, I could, like I felt like uh, the role at the Wildcats, especially, 
it breeds success. So you're not really going to step outside of those lines. Like, how do you go, well, I want a, a, an expanded role when you've got a guy like Bryce Cotton um, or those likes? And so, yeah, again, for, for me, it was setting the tone um, and a way off the court a lot, uh, a bit of a leader in that regard. Like, I was unfortunately, well, unfortunately because I was, like, the bad cop. Like, I had to, Damo was the captain. Um, he wanted to be everyone's best mate. Like, for me... Um, you can't have you can't be everyone's best mate. So I was that guy that was holding guys accountable, and unfortunately, that sort of um, challenges friendships at times too. So yeah, I guess that was my role both on and off the court. For well, me. that follows up my next question, which is how would teammates describe you as a player and teammate? Oh, as a player, oh, selfless. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, for me, I enjoyed other guys' success as much as mine. So like, and. and not knowing football as well, like we call it the hockey pass. So it was like in three or four plays, I might cut here or screen there or make that pass, which would then lead to an open three or another or a good look. Um, and so for that to go down was successful. Um, or it was like a, you know, I'll come in, crash the board, you know, get a loose ball, tap it away. We might get an extra possession, which then leads to that. Like that was for me was, which was, was which was, what I was all about. Now, for me, like, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love scoring points. Um, I wasn't, like, gifted. Like, I wasn't gifted athletically. Um, didn't have the opportunities to do so. Like, I didn't have never. Never once could I remember in my last six years with Trev was a play called for me. Um, <laughs> like, early in my career it was, but, like, when Trev came in, it was, like, very focused on two or three guys at a time and, and other guys just, yeah, that... Um, you are winning still, right? Right. You're not so going to complain in that regard. Absolutely. So... Um, yeah, for me, like if a teammate would describe me in that regard, like selfless on the court, off the court, mate, oh, as much as I would still hold guys accountable, um, I enjoyed getting to know each and every single guy and, and seeing what made them tick, what their why was, and then as well as trying to expose them to, to the things that may have I struggled with, but then as well getting an understanding of how I can help support them. Like um, sports so much, you know, everyone sees from the outside, it's... Yeah, it's um, scoring a bucket like uh, it's a roller coaster, and so for guys, confidence dipped. It was easy enough just to go grab a coffee or a beer and just, just find out what was going on, and and I love that. Like that for me was what actually I enjoyed the most, um, especially later in my career. Last one, yeah. And yep. then you can get right into it. How would fans describe you as a player? So you've done you. How would you describe yourself? How would teammates describe you? How would fans describe you as a player? Yeah, mate, it's an interesting one. Even like Wildcat fans, I think they're very similar. Oh, I mean, I guess they're uh, Wildcat fans, but when things are rolling, they, they love you. Like, um, and that was actually really uh, a tough thing that I never actually really dealt with appropriately when it was my career was dealing with fans loving you for a second, but then next week telling you that you shouldn't even be playing. And so to your face. So... For me, they would obviously appreciate my role. Um, but again, it wasn't, uh, um, it's not something that the, the casual fan sees. And that's changed from Wildcats, where, like, for say, my very first years as, as Challenge Stadium days, it's 4,000 fans. Generally, most of them have this um, inept passion and knowledge of the game, a basic knowledge, right? Um, now it's 11,000 fans, uh, a lot of people taking their kids. And their knowledge base isn't as much. Now, they might believe so, but they haven't... They're new fans, right? Like, how you just don't miraculously bring in 7,000 mm. more people. So, with that, 
It's a good thing, but a double-edged oh, sword, a right? Oh, a great thing. But sometimes people would be, like, saying to me, like, yeah, the impact or whatever. And you wouldn't say it. Like, you'd have a review of a game and they would clip up 10 great clips and go, like, this is the reason why we were able to get buckets is because Greg right here. But no one would ever see that. They aren't putting that on yeah, no, Fox Sport. No, and, no and, and the crowd doesn't see that, the hockey pass or the screen away from the ball. And that was evident. And, like, I mean, I remember coming going to my first game after I retired and, like, Wildcats lose and they're blasting guys like in the grandstand and I'm like that guy actually had a heck of a game you know <laughs> so yeah that they're not saying they're not the majority but you know it's our brains are wired to see that negative so it starts catching up but um you know opposition fans it was always me even I think what I, when I retired you know when you're in there um you don't really see much like you're always seeing that negative sort of side but once I retired um that was actually pretty like sort of refreshing like both um, our own fans but opposition fans having that mutual respect and um, in, in the end they know I played in the right right way um, in the end we got championships like so I was never going to say my role was was valuable um, pivotal pivotal at times as well so um, not strong in that regard yeah when you're pulling someone up what sort of things are they doing you said you're sort of a leader off the court mm. Like, is it, are they just acting up in training or are they not fulfilling, like, a certain role? Like what sort of things trigger you to be like, oh, man, I need to flip this well, guy? one thing that was huge for me was effort, um, and that was that training. Like, training more, is more brutal than the game. Like, especially for us bench guys, like, because games, like, I wasn't ever guaranteed court time. So like I could have I could actually do more of a warm up than I do as a game. Like I'd you yeah. know, spend an hour and a half getting ready for a game to play eight minutes, and so training was brutal. Like five days in a row where you're going at it and and you're trying to you're trying to get minutes. So for me, that's the one thing I knew I could always control. Like was you know like if a guy was a soft cock, like if they were challenged but they didn't respond, like I hated losing. Like I hate losing monopoly like uh, <laughs> hate losing chess like I, I hate that so in come training if like I didn't see that like if guys didn't have that hunger irrespective of um they were good enough like I didn't care but it was like that like because there's so many other things and basketball's funny like that you see it even now like um everyone thinks it's so technical but at times it's like a raise of um energy and and intensity is the difference in the game like that creates deflections, it creates, you know, easy transition buckets, it creates, op- you know, second chance opportunities. Um, so that was, for me was big. Um, we were fortunate though, like in that 10 years as a Wildcats player, um, like we didn't really have too many strong personalities. And so like the only times is Americans, like they're yeah. the only real ones and Wildcats recruited well, like they never had that issue. And if they ever, um, you know, it's pretty easy to say, like if someone's like, oh, who was a shit teammate you'd go well how long do they stay for you know like yeah. guys that weren't longest tenured yeah like they generally moved on um for a number of reasons not saying overrun but that generally was the same thing across the line so um that was key thing without the risk of sounding like a couple of old blokes going out of retired from the game yeah. did you wish we both have and we're both Three are. Of us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do did you see you talk about soft cocks, and I know exactly what you mean about that effort. And it's not soft and being a man; it's yeah, yeah. it's that it's that effort. It's that the contest, right? That it's a training that yeah, I want to compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that decline uh, as time went on? Did you see that decline, or you feel like it declined as you got older with more experience, younger guys coming into the team? Did you think generationally 
Or is it just, was it the same throughout? We, you know, some guys had it, some guys didn't. Nah, it, it stayed consistent with the Wildcats. But I, I can guarantee you, at a, I, I, I coached under-20s state yesterday, uh, last year uh, because I wanted to get back and start going. And that was like a struggle. Like, a, like you know, I'm an assistant coach, so you're supposed to be the real positive guy. Um, but, like, that was like a coaching thing I saw across the board. Like, it was... Like there was no like hard or hunger, like um, and I, and I see it. Wildcats was always good, but I I look at it like opposition teams and why they're not successful. Like when they lose, um, I like look at the like now retired. I like to see the reaction of a player. Like there's not um, like I well, I was pissed. Like if I lost, like I wouldn't want to talk to anyone. Like it was like review. You know, we'd have to do our things. I was like home and. You don't speak to your wife, like you know. It was like, don't talk to me, you know. Don't get any sleep. I'm watching the game. Like, where is like I don't see that sometimes now. Like, I, you know, you watch the NBL games, and the guys are like laughing, and you're like, there's a reason why you're not successful. Like, it doesn't hurt enough. And that was like when I was under twenty. Like, they would joke around, and then like, you know, get in the elevator. And don't get me wrong, I'm being all jovial, and, and like these goods, are, these kids are not NBL players, but I'm like. That's the standards it needs to be at that level. And so, like, that's where it's at training. Like, if you can't, like, hate losing or, like, getting pantsed, you know, like, there'll be drills where, like, yeah, Bryce is an absolute freak, but, like, you don't just sit there and take it. Like, you've you've got to, like, respond. And so um, that's why I've definitely seen shift, like, on a junior level. But for Walcott's even until I retired, it never was the case. And be interesting to see... I don't think there'll be much change of them this year because it's the first year of a new ownership uh, change. So I can't, I don't think, but I think in two, three, four, the DNA, I wouldn't be surprised if that shifts for sure. Do you sit back and reflect on your time as a player and tell those stories about not speaking to your wife? And I know you're half joking, but you're half not because I do the same thing. (laughs) Go home, shut the blinds, shut the doors, watch the game. Do you sit back now and think like... (laughs) It would be nice to have just pulled myself out of the situation and be like, "Yeah." Or is it? Or is it? I needed to be like that to succeed. Yeah, I, I think I think so. I was just wide in that way. Like, um, I think you know, like, I, I that point, I loved everything I did though. Like, um, and I think that's why I retired the time I did because it started being too consuming. Like, it affected. Like, I had two young kids. Um, I knew it was starting to take a toll on my wife, you know, like in terms of, um, you know, not like not saying I'm treating her shit, but like, yeah, you'd, you'd get home. The, the toughest thing that I had to deal with in my last couple of years was, you know, it's a results-driven industry, no doubt, but like our last year was the worst year in terms of uh, ebbs and flows and wins and losses to the point where it affected like our livelihoods to the point where, You'd read it. Uh, you open a newspaper. There's talk about, you know, my name's you, you potentially. Who would you replace? Greg High, Tom Jervis, you know, Clint Steindl, uh, to the point where then I'm I'm catch up with mates and coaches about who could potentially get fired, who's getting replaced, to that actually happening. And so that for me took away from the game why I loved it. Like I was like, I don't want to be driving home after a game fearing for my mate to lose his job or my own job. Um, I didn't want to. No longer was it fun, 
you know. So, so, so it's important for people who don't know this year that you're talking about your last year. You won the flag. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you won a premiership in this in this yeah, year. And, but I, right? I, yeah, oh, absolutely. And in saying that, I, I finished off in the in the most in the most perfect manner because of a championship. But the reason why was and was because I, I literally sat there. We were again. I think we we're at a point where we lost a few games, um, and I was like. Thinking, like I said to my my wife, I think I was like, I'm I'm done, and she's like, just just stay with it a couple of weeks, see how it turns. And um, we won a few games, and um, like my minutes were ebbing and flowing. And the thing was, and I'm not saying this, I would blow smoke. Like I was training like the best I've ever done. Like I felt the best I've ever done. Um, my body felt good. Like I was training amazing. And so, what was frustrating was. Um, and I love Trev, um, the, the Trevor Gleason, the coach, was like, I'd train, then get ready to a game, be like, I'm ready to go. Like, I've never felt confident. You know, confidence is the hell of a thing. And so I'm like, yep, sweet. And then I wouldn't even get step on the court. And so, like, up until maybe the second off the, like second quarter, three minutes into it. And so I've got all this energy. So frustration. And then we would lose. And then you were like, well... I don't know what more I could do. Like, I, I train the house down, but I don't have the moment, uh, the opportunity to actually show that I can do something or impact the game. So it got to a point where I was like, obviously I got caught up too much in, in the fans and the media and seeing that. Like, it, it was a very poor thing on my behalf, but I just got too consumed in that world. And so I remember calling, um, I, I called my assistant coach and I was like, mate, I'm, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll retire. Um Bring in an import. If that's the reason, don't just um, keep me because I'm a club stalwart and it'll look poor. Um, I'll retire. I'll come up with some some lie and say, you know, um, injury or whatever. He's like, nah, nah, not, not happening. And um, anyway, yeah, there was a few uh, few rumours and a few things happening. There was some, some changes going to be had. Um and anyway, it was that was the deadline. You couldn't actually make any more, um, any more like, roster, yeah, roster right. changes. Mm. But that didn't subside. Like three weeks later, I still had that same feeling, and so I was like, "This is yeah, I don't want this. I don't want. I could continue on doing this for four or five years. We can continue winning games, but obviously that's not providing the happiness. And so for me, that joy was lost for a moment there, um, and that was why I was like, you know what? I, I think it's the right time to to move on. Um, because I, I never wanted to be at a point where a coach just goes, hey, um, yeah, you're not, you're not good enough in that regard and, and too prideful in that in that manner. To a point where, remember six weeks after our championship got done, I was having a red wine with, with Trev and Damo and he goes, mate, you retired at the wrong time. And I'm like, no, yeah, like we can agree, disagree. But he's like, would you consider coming back? And I was like, nah, like, yeah, to try and – because there was still a lot of movement. Um, so, look, I feel comfortable. Do I – look back and go, do I think about it? Yeah, there's a few things I think early in the piece if I could have managed a lot better early in my career. Um, but hey, hindsight's a hell of a thing and yeah, you can't do that. So, uh, But yeah, no, it was, it was, a, it was a difficult thing. Um, and, it, and in essence, and I don't know, you would appreciate this, it came from Matt Nielsen. I remember going over to his, he was having a few throffies um, at the casino watching the Super Bowl and uh, we're talking and I asked him, you know, he's a, maybe three-time Olympian, Boomer's captain, unbelievable human. And uh, I said to him, you know, your retirement, like, can we talk about that? And he goes, mate, I have the most uh, perfect way to retire. 
after the London Olympics, I'm in the middle of the court, you know, and he goes, look, I had an incredible career. We played for Madrid. You know, he was playing against Barcelona. He goes, and, you know, he goes, I'm watching the Super Bowl today and I see some cornerback that makes a play that no one appreciates. You know, like the play didn't even happen, but he was the difference of why there was an incomplete pass or whatever. And he thinks of a memory when he was in, you know, Spain of that exact moment. And he goes, do I miss it? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. I miss it every fucking day. But he goes, but I retired perfectly. And, and for me, I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, you're going to miss it. Like, you, you can't help Regardless. it. Regardless. Right. In, in, in everything you do, you, you can't – there's no recipe, there's no formula to, to get that feeling of running on a basketball court or footy field. Can't play forever. Right. Um, so it's just trying to find that being content with that career and not wanting more. Interesting you say that because I, I was actually working at the Wildcats that last season and I remember all the pressure from the outside, yeah. get that third import – yeah. Um, and there were those names got to like you know such and such has got to leave yeah. retire, um, but there was always this sort of idea from the club like no no we're sticking to our guns and like we're really confident in our team. But yeah. interesting that you have this actual perspective that in, in in real talk you were like actually like no let let me go. <laughs> like, yeah no there was oh, there was definitely discussions. It was the most toxic environment for a period of time for two weeks, um, knowing that like. That there was rumblings like that were there. Um, it's no longer in an age where like you know when I started eight years ago like social media, whilst like it was an amazing thing to get verified on Twitter, <laughs> like you couldn't get like news to get leaked was big, right? Whereas yeah. now it was like it's the reverse. If it doesn't get leaked, it's big. Yeah, exactly right. And so you couldn't like escape that. And so to the point where like you know my mum, I remember one time calling me and being like, oh hey, there's a, a job at like City of Junlap available. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, oh, it, it said you were going to get fired. And I was like, yeah, I, I know. Just <laughs> chill out. Like, um, so, no, there was definitely rumblings, um, and as there always is. Like, and I think the Wildcats has turned to this, this beast, you know, like it always has been for a formidable period of time, but for the last now, like no longer was it. It was like when I started, I was like, make sure you don't – you're not that team to not make playoffs – it's like now it's like it's a championship bust. Yeah. Like it's literally at that point, which is funny because you're like that club and organization is like that uh, history is ridiculous. Yeah, like you're spoiled. One, one of the most successful club, yeah, clubs in any sport in, yeah, in, in, in any history. Yeah. And from a national competition, um, yeah, like, I mean, they've done, they've done everything to, to even out the comp. Bring, yeah, it's a joke of that they've been able to sustain that for the amount of period of time um, to, a, to a high level for that, yeah, in, in what, seven championships in, ten, you know, like in that sort of area is, is the joke. Um, for those playing along at home, uh, there is a lot of similarities between Greg's role in the team and my role in the team at West Coast. And there's a lot of similarities between Perth Wildcats and West Coast, in my opinion, with success. Mm-hmm. West Coast have been a successful team, as successful as there's ever been in the AFL. If you look at the amount of time they played finals, premierships won in these seasons, have been in the thing, and, and that's the same as the Perth Wildcats. Uh, like you've lost grand finals, you've yep. won grand finals. Um, just thinking which one I want to ask you about first. Losing grand finals, um, did those emotions drive you at all through your career, or is, is it like that happened towards the start of your career? You played in back-to-back losses in grand finals. Um, do they? Did that drive you? Yeah, that feeling. Yeah, no, nah, no doubt. I mean, especially early in my career, I think my my rise was pretty quick, and I think that added to 
Um, it's funny, I look at now, a lot of when I was a development player, like I wasn't even guaranteed, like I was on six grand a year, worked three jobs, and I love being six grand. Yeah, um, what were you doing? Six mate, grand. I, I was working. Did you have to have work, another job? Mate, I worked three jobs. Yeah, like. What so, was your time commitment? Like, how much, oh, how the, much time the, did they want you there? The as, much, 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 so. as much. And even more because I was like, I've got to put myself in a position that if a spot opens up next year, yeah, you'd be um, better, right? You'd yeah. be working harder than that. So, yeah, so I was calling the assistant coach and saying, like, hey, man, can I get a workout in? And and, and manipulating the situation a little bit because, like, the coach, the assistant's like, why would I continue working at this guy that's not even playing? So he'd be like, it's false hustle. But I, I just wanted to be like, I can't – I don't want someone to say he's not working hard enough. So, like, I was going above and beyond – um, so I worked here yeah, three jobs and it was literally, I was like, um, after that year, like I had games in the road, um, like, and that was the thing, you, you're crying out for opportunity. Like, you know, so many players that are talented, but they never get a chance to, to play. Um, and you wonder, like, would have they been good enough for the NBL or the A, whatever, you, you just don't know. And But I had that, like I had, um, you know, few guys get injured, so I was on the road a lot, which was awesome for two reasons. I, you got a game payment, which is a thousand dollars, and so like love matches, uh, mate. So, love so, matches. so I was like, yeah, I remember on a road trip where I went like Sydney, Melbourne, New Zealand, like was like halfway there, but I was stupid. Like I was going out of Damo and Drew Williamson, and so there, obviously, like Damo's highest paid player, and he's like, oh. Let's Go out for the night. He's young, no kids. And so I'm like, spent my whole match payment in <laughs> like a night out. But loved it. Like it was, and so for me, I was like, it's the experience. And so when that season got done, there was no roster spots. And I was like, all right, start. I'm doing like job interviews out of my ass. Like I was like, oh, whatever. And I ended up picking up a job at uh, City of Subiaca at Lords Recreation Centre as like a, a manager. And uh, of like, yeah, of sport, of the competitions. And then um, Stephen Way, who was playing, literally opts out of his contract, wasn't happy with his role. And I'm like, that's the opportunity. I was like, that's the one spot is the spot that could be available for me. And it was between me and Tom Jervis, one of my best mates. They were open and honest. Like, Bevo was really good. And so it was like for a whole – we had the SBL season. I literally – was like every single weekend I had to like dominate. like And like I was having like games where I was like 40 and 20, triple doubles. Like, <laughs> But then I'd like, I'd get off my phone, go in the change room, be like, what's Tom on? And he's like 36 and 20. And I'm like, far out. Like, And then they literally announced it before the semifinal. Um, yeah, they're like, Greg, you've got a contract. And so that was like good. And, and I wasn't even expecting any court time. And it's sort of my role grew until my second year, Toves, Cameron Tovey, gets hurt osteopubis and so they basically I just got um, up the, the the pecking order real like forced in a way um, and to the end so when we lost these grand finals I was no longer like the 11th 10th man um, I was like yeah ended up starting and so for me that rise like it was this incredible thing and I think mate I had this incredible two years like where I you know was got a, my very first contract to the point where I got dropped for a game because we had an 11-man rotation and doing burnouts out of challenge because I was pissed off to then playing oh. grand final games <laughs> let's just wind that back please <laughs> what, were you, what were you doing out of challenge no, we were spinning play- the wheels no we were playing at um <laughs> out of challenge just- stadium and we literally the coaches would say who's playing yeah and we they would we had this rotation policy, 11 guys, and, and it was my rotation, but I was playing well, and we are playing someone, and um, I hated, like, I was like, if you're going to drop me, drop me on an away game, like, you know, then, um, yeah, it's like whatever. I was like, at home, family, like, I love that stuff. Um, Sundays, so you're like, you're going to go out for a Sunday session and all that. 
on the way out, they're like, oh, Greg, you're not playing. And I was like, what? And so then I was livid. And so I literally had uh, this old Toyota Camry that I bought off Damo <laughs> and I literally just did this massive burnout lock out of the car park and then like someone called me and was like was that you and I was like no 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 but yeah so but yeah to the point where then that second grand final we lost in a row I had gastro on the eve no one knew like no like talking about like everyone hit it so um, I lost six kgs like for that week and then had to play and I literally to a point where I was like, I don't think I can play. I couldn't eat, couldn't do anything, shoot around. I was literally in the in the in the bathroom. I remember calling Jeremiah Truman, and I was like, "Mate, I think you're gonna have to suit up." And then as I like walked downstairs, I was like, "There's no chance I'm not playing." So I, they just loaded me up on on medicine, like clogged me up, and um, we ended up nearly losing, but for, uh, sorry, nearly winning. But that was like that was that motivation. Like I was like, "How close are we?" God, if I was healthy, like if I you know, like I was sick for a week. And it was just this awesome rise. Like I went, we went to Bali off-season trip, came back. I was literally sitting in a cinema and I get a phone call. I'm like, who is this? And it's like, ah, this is so-and-so from the Boomers. Um, we've had a few guys pull out. Are you available for a camp? And I'm like, absolutely. Like, um, And I was like, geez, not the right time to be in Bali. But like... <laughs> Straight to like, Airport. Yeah, but like that, that was just this incredible rise. And that's... Yeah, it was awesome. Signed my biggest contract, signed a three-year deal, and then Bevo leaves, Trev comes, and his first thing's like, you're not going to start. And so that was like just this massive like, oh, all right, like no worries. But in saying that, the success changed. We started winning championships. Um, my role definitely diminished to what it was, but take those four championships any day. Like, don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have played a bit more and had a bit more an impact. But in saying that, um, yeah, that like when I, we finally won that first one, that following season and and obviously those like each championship was so different um yeah it was pretty pretty bloody special um the west coast analogy kind of thing that i use for winning games and how west coast and perth wildcats are similar um i was gonna ask how how did how the wildcats deal with winning championships um to be able to do it over and over like there, there is a a case to be made that like winning back to back or winning multiple in a, in an yeah. era in a dynasty. There is how did you do it? If that's not too broad of a question, like what is it? Yeah, it's um yeah. I mean, like there's always a few qualities. And I think it remains the same, right? Like you've got to have talented guys. There's no doubt yes. about that. Like there's there's no doubt you've got to ride a lot of luck. Um, and, and even the years we didn't win, like that was the thing, we weren't lucky. Like we injuries fell at the wrong time. Like I remember a few years we were going doing well, then Sean Redditch gets injured, I get injured, and someone else gets injured. Like, and that was the three peat year. Um, and momentum, like I think it really helped us, like our group. Like we had this real, and even like in the back end of my career, like we had this like core group of vets that's like. Um, busted their ass like and that was the thing like you see it now and like I, I love seeing Jesse being so successful but like as I said training was no joke like and so even imports that would come in like, they knew um, like it was a grind like it was it was brutal um, and that's why Bryce is special because like he actually as talented as he is like he could sit on the sideline and play 2k and everyone be like oh it's Bryce, it's Bryce. right but like guys like 
works his absolute tail off, I think sometimes to his detriment, hence the injuries, because he, he, he trains to the level that I guess the Australians um, do. So, like, I think that's helped. Did you just uh, celebrate? Oh, mate, yeah. It was um, our very first year. Um, our biggest sponsor was Alcohol Think Again. <laughs> so it was like 2014. So the club was like, you got to get out of WA. So we're like, oh, this is perfect. Oh, and so oh, they're like, so they paid for us to go to Bali. And it was like, mate, absolutely like all. I remember like, um, a person at like our community advisor was like, oh, I agree, come in our office. Um, you have to, you know, you choose the accommodation. I was like, is there a budget? And they're like, oh, look, keep it. In between this, be reasonable, please. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, no worries. And we got this like, um, yeah, yeah. I think like this eight bedroom, like it was a like, yeah, like in all <laughs> white or, cha- or somewhere like a joke, and get in and um, private chef puts on this massive seafood feast, as walk in with like a pig, like you know, and I'm just like Bobby, well, Bobby Gooling. Oh, Sorry, it was Bobby like Gooling, this is the way we're living, and so. Like, for me, that was the first time I was, like, I felt like an NBA guy. Like, we went to every single place, even, like, Potato Head or uh, the W. And, like, there was no there was no issue. Like, you – like, you, you f- like you're, like – Kings. Yeah, Sean's having shisha. Like, uh, like a, a weird <laughs> dude. Like, yeah. Sean. Mate, People who don't oh, know who Sean. Mate, Sean Redditch, big American, oh, big, big – Guy from Nebraska. Like, <laughs> big fella. But this was the – that was the hilarious thing. Like, Sean was like – I've never – he drinks ciders when we go out. Like, he'd have, like, two or three. And then, like, he'd be drunk, like, straight away. <laughs> but this guy was like, you know – and it was stupid. Like, we were on, not like, scooters and everything. Like, I was like – why did they send us to Bali of all things? Like it's <laughs> West Coast irrespo- would never oh. get that across the line. No, and it was like so we got on, but I remember like we went on like scooters for a bit, and then we got back to hotel. There was like a sh- uh, a snake going into the room, into the into the real into the complex. Yeah, real snake. <laughs> and so everyone just started running. Sean picked it up and like <laughs> Sean started, Reddish. yeah, and started chasing uh, James Ennis, who was the import. <laughs> who was leaving Petrified. for the NBA for th- yeah and threw it at him a fucking and- snake <laughs> Mate, and J- Jimmy rolled his ankle and so we were in hysterics because like we were just like at Sean like what's going on and like mate 10 minutes later he was like shots and people were like I'm not having a shot and he's like why are you pussies? And I'm like, what? This man is possessed. Like, I was like, like we can't. Like, Sean in Bali is another beast. <laughs> yeah, mate, like, this. And so sh- Jimmy was livid. Was like, I'm about to go to Miami. I've rolled my ankle. And I'm like, man, like this is. Maybe he rolled his ankle getting away from a snake thrown <laughs> by Sean yeah, Reddy. So, is that correct? Yeah, correct. So <laughs> it was unreal. And so then that actually was like the motivating factor. We signed Nate Jaiwai. <laughs> Two years later, and that stu- that trip went re- like went across the league, and so they're like, "Was it true you guys got- went to Bali?" And so, and you know the Wildcats ball, which is like this big thing. They were like, "The only reason, the only way you can go to Bali is if you do a week full of dance rehearsals." So our MVP night oh, is like the biggest night in the Wildcats calendar. Like yeah. it's more important than championship. Like okay. they literally, the players do a players review, like. You know, Footy show style, but right. like, and then no, it's on steroids, and they literally you do so never, much is choreography. This, oh. Is this not publicised? I've never heard of this. In they my keep life. it like yeah. the corporates do it well, but they never publicise much, and they make guys like dress up in like they geez. do like video skits, and they're kept under wraps. Yeah. Like you'd be hard pressed to find one. Who's there? 
uh, like all fans and corporates, like oh, corporates. Yeah. So it's like seven fifteen hundred. It's a, and it's the tickets a joke. are tickets are pricey. Mate, so four hundred like, bucks now. Wow, yeah. it's a joke, and it's done well. Like, Love that. I think I'm going to be banned from from it from now on. But um, why? I'll I'll get to that. But <laughs> so they literally. I feel like this, you just. I just let you talk, mate. This <laughs> the story they said. They said, "Oh, we'll pick you up, um, and we'll take you straight to the studios to do dance rehearsal." That was the one option for Dawn. Uh, going to Bali and they so literally picked us up we went to KFC and then for like five days we had like dance rehearsals but two years later Nate Jai they're like alright um, yeah, we, we're going to go to Bali and they didn't they like they were like they spin up too big and they were like nah we're just going to keep it in house and so he was gutted um, but then yeah that, so it was last, like the myth it was like the well not yeah, myth ne- it was like the <laughs> never happened again and then after that I was like with kids and anyway like you know like Mad like Mad Mondays is like our one time to be yes. like yes, a be- moment to shine and yes. then um, so like tell I'll, me why you're banned from this ball don't don't don't. no don't so this like year that. obviously with COVID they didn't do any reviews so they didn't do any dances right no like they did a couple of player reviews so they were like and the, the player reviews dances are like the biggest part like they honestly it's a joke um, in a good way so they go, all right, this year we'll bring back like a bunch of the players, panel Some discussion. Veterans. Yeah, and they brought up all the videos of our previous dances and previous skits and they were like going to talk about them. And so it was like literally Brad Robbins, maybe Cameron Toe, myself, Damo, Sean, and then a couple of players, current, current players. And so um, they're like asking things and they're like doing the videos. And I was like well cut like i was like yeah i'm, I'm definitely like a couple of good. whippersnappers yeah absolutely and um anyway i was like this is so boring like no one is enjoying us like just talk like this so like my first line like they were talking about damo was like doing like he was being real proper and i was like and i thought i was really disappointed because that's a guy that like me and him have a lot of banter so i was like why is he like this like why is he What's he trying to sell? Like, you know, is he trying to houses. network? Yeah, right. He's selling eight things. And What's then, his um, agenda? So yeah, so then... Houses. So, houses. <laughs> so, he, so literally, I just go like, in the middle of him speaking, I just cut in and I go, Damo, let's be serious. But like, through every single skit or video, you would get half a stiffy and tie an elastic band around it. And then they just <laughs> stopped... Like they stopped Crickets. and the, no, 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 the whole crowd lost it. Like, and everyone and everyone. Oh, like, good. No, and so then I was like, lost oh, it in I, a good way or a bad way? No, they loved it. Okay, they were, and I knew because I knew that group. Like, every yes. single Walkett's ball, you would have been there. Oh, yeah. Like, I used to, at the end, I'd be the DJ. Like, so I was like, I actually thought there'd be times where I'd get called into the office after the season and I'd say, Greg, we're letting you go <laughs> because of your antics at the ball. And I'd go, no, I understand. Like, not because I'm a bad basketball player, because of... I accept that. Yeah. Like <laughs> I can accept that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so you've called Damo. You said Damo gets a little bit of a half year. Yeah, and, and so, and then every video, like, because he he's renowned, he has a snail's trail. And so I was like, why do you not shave that shit? And I was heaping it. But I the whole time I'm thinking, Damo's going to jump in. And he wouldn't. And then... I was still like, what's your agenda? And then he was like, actually, everyone's like, what? I've never seen Damon not speak. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, but I was on fire. And so I saw our CEO, like, months. And like, I was avoiding all Wildcat stuff. Like, um, like, someone's like, really? Stiffy? Like, I was like, yeah, <laughs> inappropriate. Maybe, say that. maybe not the first thing that you say, but. 
So what was Damo's angle? Is he coaching nah, him now? No, no, no. He's oh mate. He's Is this just after he, he retired. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was after he retired. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether he wasn't well, drunk. Well, I was done. Like, yeah, he was. Um, yeah, it, it's still. But his angle is he's going to be asked to speak <laughs> plenty more times, and I'll never be asked. I'll be like. <laughs> Only asked if <laughs> you've just blown like up. at the at the pre like function that like Wildcat <laughs> like supporters do for themselves. Yeah, I love like, that. Yeah, I so love that. Don't mind it, especially if um, Damien's going to get paid for it as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Um, we've got this clip to show you. It's not um it's not MBL, but I wanted to show you a little bit earlier because you were talking so much about um energy. Yep. Spark. And how much that can change your game. I'm not sure if you saw this from today. And, and oh. if you're watching this, um, I will put this on YouTube. If you're listening to it, um, this is uh, Ja Morant from Memphis Grizzlies. I'm just going to see and get your sort of reaction as um, <laughs> someone that does that sort <laughs> of thing. So it'll be so much fun. So you go and dunk the, that the other those way. Those sort right? of hops. Um, let's see what he. Nah, just get some contact. He gets some later though. Oh, wow. No. Okay. Okay. Um, those sorts of highlights, not uh, sort of few and far between um, in, the, in the NBL, but there are some big dunks and stuff that yeah, happens. Yeah. What is sort of the, um, the energy that that gives off on the court? Because yeah. the crowd goes crazy, especially because of the, you know, like it, it, the, the things go, yeah, the, the smoke the machine. <laughs> Mate, like that, I mean, even that staples, like the one thing, and I don't underestimate like I thought his um was more impressive like he's just jumped nearly over the backboard was how quick he went and got the ball like he literally yeah, he's, nearly he's tears his ACL thing. like <laughs> you know why he ran so fast he turned it over yeah no that's oh, that's, and he's absolutely he caused that but but see like that he's pinned it and then yeah, yeah joke but like oh mate that was the the Wildcats like that like a but see they have an appreciation like you take a charge um yeah. a hustle play <laughs> Uh, like Bryce, like dunks, like Casey Prefer when he dunked an AJ Ovi was like, like one of the best things I've like ever seen. Like oh, I was just like, oh my god, like guys nuts all over some guy's face. Like <laughs> in a in a uh, grand final series or semi final, I can't remember what it was. Like you can't help and get consumed and like yeah, you just even that like when. You, that as much as you go, like you don't really feed into the fans. Like you can't hear them. Like, um, like it, it is what it is. Like you would only hear them when, like, there was a dry spell and you weren't hearing shots, hitting shots. And then, like, every time you missed a shot, they'd be like, "Oh!" And you're yeah. like, "It's not like I'm trying to miss." <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask that about well, the about the fans and the crowd, different to AFL being in a small stadium, but it's like an you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Is there is there more? Well, you won't know what it's like, but. Like, can you, can you, are you no, I never, by the crowd? No, like, challenge you would. Like, you'd hear people later in timeouts, like, call you out, like, or whatever. Hey, Greg. And then, yeah, but then rebound. opposition fans would, um, like, in other fan, like, places, like Illawarra, mate, like, their fans, like, were vulgar. Like, you'd hear, um, like, to the point where you'd, like, look back and be like, did you say that? Yeah, and there, and there's like eight kids and like <laughs> and a mum is standing there with like one time like a mum with her like baby and her chest like like yelling at us like I'm like oh my god like not only are you raising children like there's a lot of pregame hype there's a lot of pregame carry on oh yeah. a lot of carry on smoke machines oh, pyrotechnics uh, game announcers Wilbur, um, Wilbur swing from the ceiling yeah like. The worst is that's the thing is like especially it's TV so you you might have it and then you'd see the clock game clock 
get put on like for another four minutes. And like, you know, like the strength and conditioning coaches, like they want everything like meticulous. Like they want you sweating at the right time. And so then like they'd be like six minutes and then they'll run it. Oh, I don't know, no more shooting or whatever. And you just be like, you don't need that. Like, you know, just, um, yeah, there is, as I said, there is like, but th- that's what, why the arena's loved. Like footy fans, like it's West Coast Eagles, right? Like um, unless they have eight bad seasons in a row, they're still going to be, you know, like appreciate, like everyone's going to go from it's it's the number one sport, number one team. Whereas people like when they go, like you, you speak to fans, they're like, not oh how good are the Wildcats? Like how good's the game? Like how good experience? Good's, yeah, how good's the smoke thing? I'm like I don't know that. Like <laughs> you know, that's why my kids like like going there. So I want to I want to ask about that. Yeah, shortly. Bef- before we get to that, I, I know you played. Um, so you went from backtracking a bit on your career, went from um, high school then to um, states, college, yep. um, Georgia and Montana. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's it like playing college ball crowds? Yeah, things like compared to say the NBL because college fans are pretty yeah I passionate. see the levels are different I mate my first I went to Montana it was population of a thousand people more cattle than people <laughs> there was literally one street like and again like you couldn't search there was no like I typed in Miles City um just seemed like a good town like I didn't know like I couldn't there was no much research like they sent me out a DVD you know like to <laughs> here, here's this and I was like this is awesome but I my, always wanted to get up there but I remember like Coach picked me up, took me in. He goes, oh, that's, this is the street and the only street. And I was like, you're joking. And then, like, the next morning I'm like, he's actually not joking. But I loved it, like, just to be in that system where you, you know, like I had to grow up, like, cooking, cleaning, um, being on time, like all these things that, like, when you're in Perth, you, you know, obviously you have to you, – you looked after in a way. So Georgia was better. It was like a more of a college experience, like, where we were really good. The town was the only, um, like – team in that town you were like the um, big sport of the yeah, yeah and it was that college experience like red cups you know like yep. halloween party was like the whole you know schools there and you know like that tailgating and all that sort of stuff and so yeah you got caught up in that like it was awesome like you know uh they'd storm the court after we won like our conference championship like go back to your apartment like the whole school's at your apartment like that sort of stuff so yeah like that was in that experience but you know, that's like even guys that now stay here and they try and start their professional career, unless they're guaranteed, like they're legit, like a Luke Travers that is a potential NBA guy. If a guy is like now the NBL paying more money, I'm like, just go there for the experience. Oh, like, yeah. you know, I mean, like American sports is just on steroids. Like it's yeah. like experience that life, like get it. Because you, if you're being offered when you're 18, more likely going to be offered when you're 22. Like you'll be better. Um, but you don't get those experiences like you grow up like you know it's just so good to yeah like I, it was the best time in life like I wasn't paying rates and worrying about bills like <laughs> am I the only guy here that hasn't been to an Ameri- American college is that is that it yeah I guess so no, but you did like you went to uh, Texas like Longhorns games in you oh I went to a game but like all I wanted to do was go sit in the, like in the school in the student yeah, area yeah 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 I was yeah. sitting there like some pleb fan like yeah, yeah with all the ad- like with all the adults all the parents <laughs> like all the like lifelong fans <laughs> yeah, yeah. just watching the but bay you, with you the had kids to pay go- for tickets oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no. oh, I see. Nah. when you're a student you know, oh yeah. okay cool what yeah, about yeah. then um, the process of um, 
NBA draft, like nominating for that. Yeah, I was never nominating. So, so <laughs> then how does your, like, obviously I've just ripped this completely out of wiki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then how does that, like, process happen? So I go, do you want to just give it a crack or? No, nah, like, so obviously, like, I had, like, an agent, like, saying, oh, would you be keen? But he was never, like, really. <laughs> the reason why he was looking after me was he was looking after my roommate. <laughs> so, like Ben Madsen. So he was literally like, all right, like... Who's your friend? Uh, yeah. You know, can you get me in contact with him sort of thing? And um, so I had like no, yeah, like nothing real concrete. And then like I got back to Perth and I was like, shit, like what do I do? Um, Cairns, Taipans like hit me up, come out for a, a development play contract, which I went and then they were like, well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll give you a, a contract. And then the Wildcats at the same time, Rob Beveridge was like, mate, I'll give you a contract, development player. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to move, you know, like... $6,000 yeah, a year. Yeah. Cairns didn't even offer any money. It was like, we'll bring you a spot and then you'll have to work. Like, I was working for the Great Barrier Reef, like, tours. Like, that was their perk. We'll hook you up with a That's job. Crazy. And I was just like... So, Wildcats was like... I was like, I'm living at home. You know, my partner's from here. Like, all that sort of stuff. So, it worked out well. Um, but yeah, it's nuts. Like for a lot of those guys, it's changed ridiculously now. Like the development system now, it's minimum forty thousand, um, which is more significant. I've got a couple of questions asked before. I want to ask what you're doing now. Um, did you know? Do you know that a current West Coast Eagles player was one of the morph suit lads <laughs> that would run around before games at Perth Wildcats? Did you know that? No, who? You get one guess and you can have one more guess. I've been – the saga continues a little bit here on Back Chat. I will, I will reveal I who it is if it is the correct guess. Oscar Allen. You, you're kind of in the right areas. Like it's, 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 I just thought of a WA guy and he's a smart, basketball. Smart, I was his coach. Smart. smart. Uh, Good enough? Tw- Good enough to make it, Oscar Allen? No. no. Under 12, <laughs> I, was his head, I was a head coach. He was, oh, I was probably his, just tall, right? Yeah, he was good. At least he was playing sport. You were were chess champion. I can't can't even... I don't even want to have a guess. I can't think of anyone. Uh, Perfect. Well, you're wrong. Uh, That's wrong. Charlie, any guess, mate? Let's try. You want one more guess? You don't want one more guess? I'll just get it wrong. I'll take all your guesses. Yeah, go on. So, I reckon it's a mature age draft pick, Ben. Um, I don't even know who they are now. He's a current West Coast Eagle. Like Like a first 22 guy. Oh, okay. Tom Barras? (laughs) <laughs> That's who it is That is correct Wow Well done Tommy Barras was a morph suit man For the Perth Wildcats for two years wow. He was Why? one of the guys That's a very fucking good question Greg We might have to get him on the podcast To ask him that question Is he getting paid? I don't think so Minimum, I don't sure. know yeah, that. You know that like, 70 but, bucks a game or something yeah, I don't know 70 bucks a game That's pretty good he would be young. I'm not saying he wasn't doing it while he was playing for West Coast. <laughs> he, he, He's he, still he, doing it, actually. I would appreciate like that 15. so much more. Like, imagine if he was running out and you're like, fuck, that, that guy's massive. Yeah, he's a beast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, is that Tom Brass? Like, oh, that's very good. Uh, and what about, um, why aren't you NBL players dressing up by MB, like NBA players? Before Man, I'd love to. I'm Never a thing? No, no, because Wildcats are like, that. this is black pants polo. And no, I had to wear it's West Coast. I'd yeah. wear a suit every and day to work. West Coast. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that's that. But it was always like yeah, black yeah. Look proper. Yeah. All the time. There's You've nothing sweating off your ring like <laughs> There's nothing better than sitting in an office with four other people <laughs> wearing suits together. 
The only people yeah. you're impressing are one another. You have to wear a suit every day. Every day. day. I did uh, intern, like, uh, like work experience. Post. No, 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 during it was for my MBA. Uh-huh. And so I did that for like 10 weeks. Suit and tie, man. Yeah, suit and tie. And like one time I was like, <laughs> and I got like Nick Marvin at the time. So I was like, suit and tie. And I'm like, and I was like, I'm cutting this short. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like, <laughs> I remember when, when we went to Melbourne um, for the grand final, uh, where this is from, um, uh, I saw the NBA, the Melbourne media guys, and they had jeans and T-shirts on, and I was so just, <laughs> I felt so ripped off. Um, you're a footy fan? Play footy when you were younger? Yeah, it stuck me in the ruck. I felt like that was it. The I tall guy. Yeah, the tall exactly guy. Right. Just so, get him yeah. tapping out. Yeah. So I've got this memory of 2018 – uh, West Coast win the flag, and um, as every fucking sportsman does in the history of the world right now, is get on your phones after you win. But mm. we actually didn't do that. But I remember being in the bus like two hours post grand final, and there's yeah. this phone never been hotter, never been yeah, more popular yeah, after winning yeah. grand final. You know about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've heard, you've hear from people, yeah. never heard from in your life, taught you everything. You, you want know. to talk so about people that hit you up. Do you want to continue story? I want to finish my story. Yeah, then, so people who hit you up, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. We'll right. see who's the best. <laughs> Flicking through. Yeah. Max Gorn, a lot yeah. of respect for the beard. There's, yeah. there's a few people. Greg Hire, losing your fucking mind in your living room. Do you remember this? Yes. I, um, yeah, yeah. I just the, I had this distinct... I was like, I was thinking, oh, what are we going to chat to Greg about? And I just had this thing like flashing. I'm like, I swear it was like you... <laughs> Like selfie mode with TV in the background, the sheet of kicking the guy. You Mate. just, <laughs> yeah. I'm a well, because I'm I'm a, like I'm a per, I grew up in the KGB. So if anyone's from WA, that's Kendall yeah. in Belga. Love it. So I like, don't know about this. Yeah. So that's the hood. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> like, I was Marangaroo. I was very close. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. right. So like, like you're in the KGB I, I don't even think your <laughs> listeners <laughs> are like from like they're like no, we're not listening from. There'll there. be some but, KGBers, I bet. But um, no, nah, like, and so I was like. WA, so when I was coming through Wildcats, like I would be like, even when you guys, there'd always be a lot of them, I'm like, ah, oh, it's awesome, like WA Sports supporting that, which they don't, like, you don't really get that much. So, like, I loved it. Like, until you're in that, no one understands that world till you're in it, right? Like, yeah. you would go, there's so many things, like, you know, you would have seen me win a championship yeah. emotional, like you're yeah, done, yeah. Or, and you're like, yeah, fuck, like that. That's why I love it. I love this, yeah. like, chatting to yeah. people about it, right? Yeah, and it's... um. Nah, but it, it is it is awesome. So, so that was you fucking losing your mind. In oh, mate! Room. I yeah, there was. I gotta find. I gotta track that there's down. There's been a few times. I remember one time, uh, Shuey kicked a goal, and we were on the road, and I think it was against Port Adelaide, yep. and it was just perfect timing. We had just flown in, um, and so I turned it on, and then he like literally kicked it, and it was like me and five guys, and which was cool. Like you had guys like Clint Steinle that they're not footy guys like they're rugby league guys or even that so they're like just caught up in this like hysteria so it was like sort of my jam where i was like if there was ever a game i was like i oh, turn on the, the like the, the game. yeah turn on the phone or whatever so now nah, it's good before we get to what you're doing uh with yourself these days these here i got three questions uh one will say for social media this one do you know what this is yeah so and the Wildcats do it well. They give everyone a piece of net with the championship. So Dan would have got one. And he yep. would have got a championship ring too, if I'm correct. Yeah. So I worked the 2018 season, went to yeah. Melbourne, team, flew back. <laughs> so my last year. Yeah, your last yeah. year. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they offered, they, they asked me if I wanted to come back. Um, and I, I'd, I'd like to finish my last, I think, year of uni or something. Yeah. So I focus yeah. on my studies. Um, they said, thank you very much. 
all of my mates measured up for rings, never got one. But I still feel like I was there. So you don't have one. No, no never championship one. ring for Dan. I think because they because <laughs> I'd left because I'd left the club. They're like, we're not going to spend the the coin. But I don't know. So you were there for the championship. Yeah, I was there. Melbourne. I reckon the it's a nice touch. Like even at one point, I was like, uh, but then I was like, ah, good on him. Like they're making money, and like the amount of work that start like that the stuff like work ridiculous. Like I know if Eagles, but like the the Wildcat stuff's a joke. Grind. Oh, for six thousand <laughs> yeah. a year, like you, mate. Like oh, for forty two thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you'd like all stuff. Set t-shirts out on chairs. Yeah. Clean up the court. Pack everything down. Like it's not. There's no pack up crew. It's nah, just the it's twelve. Dan, staff it's down in the front the, just down <laughs> to the boys in his fucking suit packing up everything. But you guys do have a great staff party. Yeah, it was did you good. go to Crown that year? Or yeah, yeah. I went to Crown. That's where this. This. That's where that's from. Yeah. All right, let's have get. Let, we're going to keep going. <laughs> we're going to keep going forever on this. Okay. So, uh, what are you? What are you doing now with yourself? So I work Western Australian through the sport. So in an athlete well-being role, yeah, um, which is good. So, um, like even Peter Ball is like an athlete that is in my like group. I guess like I can help him out or support Taught him. him. Everything he knows. No, I didn't even. Like, <laughs> I tried to get it. I'll jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pete. Yeah, I'll work it. But um, now, nah, so Olympians and and more so like pathway athletes. So it's it's awesome to be able to. It's like sort of a role that in 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 time. Like when I first came in, the role was like. I make sure people have resumes um, and are either studying or working. Okay. So that shifted. It's like now um, helping like the the teams that we have, like a rowing team or the hockey team or whatever, with like behaviours and values and and stuff that I like love. Like so, it's so, it's part time. I, I did it because um, it was working in reconciliation space, working a lot. Found this as part time, and I've got the charity um, that I obviously do a lot more than. Um, Part time, so uh, stitching time. So yeah, yeah really focused. Yeah, so time. working in that uh, preventative space, education around the importance of mental health. Um, even done through the facilitation of workshops. I'm um, in schools and sporting clubs, um, or in, in engagement activities. So that's grown. I mean, we're heading down to uh, yelling up in a few days. Partner of Taj Burrow and, and working with them and surfing WA. So. Tarsborough's yeah. little fries comp. Yes, small fries. Yep. Yeah, so it'll be cool to get get down there and and um, yeah, give a little bit of um, education and guidance and support in that space. In that in that. How'd you get space. into that space? Um, Is it a long story? Yeah, I mean, look, 2014, uh, two significant um, factors in my life. Uh, you know, in my own sort of journey, but then uh, a close friend of mine. Uh, attempted to try and take their own life. Uh, brothers diagnosed with bipolar disorder. So it was sort of just a catalyst of going, well, I want to do something. Um, you know, Wildcats do a lot of stuff in the community, but it, I always felt like it was just this, it, there's a purpose, but it's a lot tick box, you know, like, yeah. hey, let's get out there. It's to, to do. I wanted, knowing that you could impact in a bigger space. And so I literally reached out to 10 organisations that I want to be an ambassador, selfishly, just so I could become more educated um, in that space, and that's just grown now. Obviously, um, I think I was part and parcel why I retired. Like I was in this point where I was like, "Look, I love what I'm doing, but I see maybe more value in, in what I can do um, post retirement in in being in that space." And so, yeah, it's grown significantly in 18, 24 months in terms of what we're able to now connect with in, in clubs and and schools and organisations. Um, obviously, it's a prominent piece. Um, yeah, it's a it's been a learning experience for me. Like when I retired, I was like, sweet, I'll just go speak in front of schools to now it's 
now I've got a team behind it, you know, and still struggle, um, you know, but with psychologists on board and, and other facilitators. I mean, my weakness is administration. And so it's still just trying to – we're volunteers, you know, like I don't um, – our money goes towards facilitation and consultation for psychologists. So that that's a that's a battle, but um, the value in it is a lot more important. You know, like getting a message from someone seeking out support or establishing friendships and, and relationships is, is special. I did a little bit of a piece. I've been working with Men's Talk, which yep. is a men's mental health organisation. And we did some interviews at 6PR. I was hosting there over summer. A stat that was put in front of me. Now, you may or may not know this or may correct me or may agree with me. Seven in nine suicides a week are men a day. Nine suicides a day, yeah, seven out yeah. of those nine are yeah. men. Yeah. But that absolutely rattled, like, rattled me reading that out. I read that on air. It was, it was, on, it was a Beyond Blue presser, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it'll be around those numbers. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, it's not incredible, it's not the right word. It's, it's frightening. Um, frightening, right? Yeah. I mean, the statistics are alarming. Um, I think. You know, even there's, I think it's 3,318 lives lost to suicide. Highest preventable disease uh, from the ages of 15 to 49. So the key word, preventable, right? Like, yeah. um, and so that's like your men's talk and, you know, and other organisations are stitching time themselves like preventive space. And so, you know, it's funny, like the current climate that we're in right now with COVID, like everyone was preaching about uh, suicide, like especially in Victoria when there was that like, you know, very long span of lockdown um, people were saying oh like suicide 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 and then the, the conspiracy theorists were like oh well suicide numbers like actually decreased from the year before but the studies were showing that the importance on mental health like just was magnified like mm-hmm. people like you need to be focusing on mental health and so that shows that right like that preventive piece like clearly things aren't being done well because uh, the amount of money that's been spent in uh, in mental health space continues to increase, um, but I think it is that preventative piece. You know, like I, I even look at it. You know, we have all these campaigns in the world. Um, you know, not not disregarding the importance of them, but you know, where is that actual educational piece? Like, where are they actually providing safe spaces to speak? How are they actually providing opportunities for, for people? And then even from that support, there's no, like, there's waiting lists, you know, in a, in a headspace clinic and all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, you talk about those numbers, I think, you know, we look at that and even, you know, you can't tell me there's still not stigma attached to mental health oh, yeah. uh, conditions. Like, as much as I can say that, and when, and when we look at it, you look in the AFL world, I think that's the perfect scenario, right? Like, if an AFL player says, um, and, I, and I tweeted about this just only a few weeks ago, says, I am taking some time away from the game. Like, generally, the first two things that are said are they're on drugs or... How dare they? Like you're a, you're a, you live a privileged life. Like how dare you uh, take some time off? Like you you're not you, you can't struggle. So we've we've still got a long way to go in that regard. Um, and I think that perception as well. Like we look at you know, and I say this when I, I do um, you know presentations. You know, when when we ask um, a stereotype of a female, right? Like we will say they're kind, gentle, um, all, all the attributes. Like you think if our wives, our mums, whatever, like that, that, like, yeah, just that nurturing sense. Yeah. And then if you ask a stereotype of a traditional man, it's stoic, you know, um, strong, brave. Um, but for me, like the 
a stereotype of a female, which should be shifting, is that they are strong because they have the ability to mm. be vulnerable and communicate and um, not be criticised, right? Like, you know, we, we obviously maybe a bit out of the norms. Like, we're more than happy. I know you're, you, you wear your heart on your sleeve and, and you can be honest, right? And I think that's... But I still remember, like, when I... You know, I was quite like, quite emotional at my retirement uh, presser and, like, seeing, you know, obviously good, but then be someone being like, where's your Kleenex sponsorship? And I'm like, well, if they would have paid me 50K, I'd be more than happy to take him on board. But, like, that was that. Like, it's just like, really? You know, and I look at my own son now, like, you know, the way that that's shifted. You know, like, I grew up in a really unique situation where, yeah, emotion was like you never could display that emotion so to see where now it's my son. It's like, yeah, feel that way talk about it, you know, be a bit more patient. But unfortunately, you have to change those attributes because seven of nine of, yeah, men. And I think that's because of that stigma that's still attached to mental illness. Suicide's a reach from why I do it, but that's definitely a big reason why I find myself on social media calling out oh. media types and different different people across the land is the lack of empathy and understanding for people in different circumstances. So as an athlete, yes, highly paid, um, highly privileged, live a great life as an athlete and have every opportunity, more opportunity than most people could ever get. But with that comes just as much uh, pressure, just as much uh, emotional uh, things you have to go through. It doesn't matter who you're talking about. It can be it can be the poorest of the poor or the richest of the rich. Everyone has issues. Now the rich are always going to have more opportunity to get themselves out of it. But having the ability to show empathy and understand no matter what situation someone's in, like to actually think, oh, I wonder why they've done that. Mm. Um, like coverage I see on everything. Like Djokovic, I spoke about at the start of the episode. The Djokovic one is a little bit like, it's it's a bad example sort of, but like people oh, are like, nah. Djokovic has done this, Djokovic has done that. Like if you actually remove his name out of it, he's just a guy that's applied to come into the country, tried to play by the rules hasn't worked, has then challenged the legal system. I don't know. Like, I, think we, I think we struggle with empathy, which that doesn't lead to suicide, but the lack of empathy across social media, across society, I think is somehow leads us down that path. I couldn't agree more. I mean, the, the jock, we love just to heap shit on people and then jump on that. You know, like, you know, I was saying, like, irrespective of you don't like his views on the anti-vaccination stance and all that. But, yeah, for me, I said that to, like, my family. I was like, well, what's he done wrong? Like, he literally, yeah, like, entered the country. But you, you're completely right. I mean, I look at it when I was playing. I remember, like, there was one reporter that every time there was a, a win, like, there was just acknowledgement and recognition of the, the starters, Oh, incredible! Is there a better leader than Damian Martin? Is there a better is is Bryce Cotton the best player, best wildcat ever? Is whatever you know. When you would lose, it was like the bench provided ten points. You know who it like this, and I used to think I'd be like, mate, like every single time I like literally when I retired and six months later I asked like obviously. Um, that newspaper and I said, oh, give me the articles of this, like I'll look back. And it was the same thing every single time. And I used to think, how do you how are you comfortable in that media space to heap heap on that? Because at some point, um, there is individuals that have been open that they struggle with that that criticism. And I understand that comes with the sport. There's there's no doubt 
uh, doubt about that. I don't agree with it. Like, I still think there's a there's a certain point, but to the point where it's like even uh, say like there's you know a game because at the end of the day, the fans when I spoke about this earlier. Their, con- their knowledge base isn't as high as a person that's involved in that sport. That's just like mm. the same. Like I don't go to a – I might know base – Responsibilities on the media there though, surely. It absolutely is. <coughs> because that's, their knowledge base is high. It's not even that. It's what they write is going to be believed. Yeah, correct. But they, they, yeah. they, follow, your, they follow your sport. So yeah, they know I'm, what's going on more than the fans. Yeah. So then if they then you, write you, trash – You think that. Correct. You th- you think no, but they do. They know. But then it's, it's, it's up but to – But it's also But easy. I always struggled. Some of their oh, – mate, I would know of – reporters that were interviewing us when we were going that I if I was like talk to me about our press or anything that was actual philosophy based basketball like plays defense offense yeah. I wouldn't have a clue like it was a guy that with oh, the, the West is employed by football that's the breadwinner hey but we need to cover basketball like there's no specialist journalism in basketball like I don't know, look, there is no history. Like you might have knowledge, but you're you're you might be an avid sports fan, right? Like so, you have that knowledge around everything. But they don't go. So that what's easiest to target? Let's just target. Yeah. Once you lose, like it's it's that's what I'm saying. It's easy, and you know that people that are reading it are going to agree with you. Correct, correct. It's the same, and it's the same thing. Like we would go, like there would be, and that's the thing. Like I've been now at games where like I struggle to go uh, to games after this like one because obviously being around but I remember my very first game I went to I was sitting up there and I went because one of my former best mates was playing for Cairns Taipan so I was sitting up in a section so I could just get in and out and I was feeling quite uncomfortable and uh, anyway they lost and these fans were ripping into the plays like going nuts Um, anyway Mitch Norton um, came onto the court to shoot which I think was actually a stupid move like it you know, like in that regard, like yeah. it's you're only going to cop criticism, yes. and it's always like if you want to, like it's not going to help you for the next game. Like if you're that it's in like your five, head, five feet kicking for goals. Yeah, like. correct, mate. I was like, yeah, and I love Norto, but it's like just do that next. Like there's plenty of guys that rock up, get right. up, absolutely, correct, morning. absolutely. Anyway, and he goes, and as he and this for this reason, he goes down, he's shooting, and he makes like twenty threes in a row. And there's a guy in the grandstand that, like, goes, how about, yeah, like, why didn't you make that fucking shot? Like, you know, you are, and just heaping. And then, like, goes, and I was like, yeah, he shot like shit, no doubt. But, like, he had it. He actually had a really good game. And, like, you're just thinking of that. And so, but people couldn't remove that. Like, you would know this. If you had a shit game, you would, you knew. Like, and if, I'm sure even, I'm your wife would have been honest. Like, you'd, if you'd oh, be yeah. like, yeah, go, I'll Mom's have best, mate. Right. And they'd go, Mom. like, I'd even say to my wife, like, what do you reckon? She's like, yeah, you're a bit quiet. And <laughs> back, like, in a nice way. And I'm like, yeah, you're a bit quiet. Uh, don't come in my room. <laughs> I mean, only I watch the game. But yeah, it's, media is definitely, um, oh, I've been, issue. I've been enjoying being out of the game because I've just been calling people out left, right, and center. Yeah. And people don't like it. People don't like feedback. But the beautiful thing about being an athlete is, I dealt with feedback every day, yeah, so yeah, let's yeah, go. Absolutely. Let's keep doing feedback. That's what Media Watch is all about. Now, let's get to... Let's, let's go straight to... Let's go from Media. We'll, and we'll save you send it, we read it for another time. <laughs> well, send it, you read it to another time. Okay, we've been going a little bit got, long. Got, okay, yeah, apologies. We, no, 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 no. No, it's been no. good, but we can, we can, it's, it's emails. We can save them. Scotial Media, though. Social media. We have, you know we have about this. Media. You know all about social media. Oh, okay, but you guys and the... So the best question on this, Greg Hire has offered up. What sort of merch are we talking about, Greg? Oh, I'll, 
I've got plenty of like a job maybe, strap. Maybe a, pre- <laughs> maybe a premiership jumper. <laughs> All right, so, here we go. What's on the line? Him. We're talking about <laughs> Sean Redditch's shisha that he smoked in Bali, <laughs> wrapped in a snake, signed by Greg Hire. Yeah, there you go, done. Social media, here it is. The questions by the people for the guest. Steel underscore Barnes. Who's Greg's favourite guest on Backchat been to date, Butsy or Zoe? <laughs> Why is that in there? Don't Hold answer. On, Butsy or Zoe? Jixon yeah. dot McDonald. Thank you. This is the sort of tomfoolery that we have to deal with. Jixon dot McDonald. Uh, Jixon. What is? What is made you start t- to take selfies after every championship? I was inspired by the Ellie. Um, Ellie. Um, what's her name? Ellen. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, yeah. So we did it, and then I was like, I'm definitely like reaping it, like. Mate, it boosted my social media. Like I went viral, went like 1.5 followers, like K <laughs> followers after each one. Brought out a selfie stick. Like it was perfect way. So I think there's also like a couple of championship photos that they have around the club, and it's like the the team oh, thing mate. with you holding a phone. Well, kind of like that's the photo they picked. So one year, I was because I did the first year, and the club knew. And then uh, the next year, like because obviously the media is like. Tick, 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 tick. And I literally, like, gave them no time for, like, as soon as, like, they were like, all right, done. I jumped in. And they were, like, mad. They're like, there was no photos of the group without, or whatever. Without Greg holding a phone. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, well. Is there truth to the rumour that – not rumour. I know it's true as well. <laughs> Did you take your three championship rings uh, – To Melbourne. To Melbourne. Yeah. To take a photo with the fourth? Yeah, yeah. Were you worried about jinxing? Nah. I was so con- – that was – Mate, and we, that was game four, and I was like, and even Damo, no one knew. No one knew. And so. Because there's a bit of a story, didn't you? You all carpooled to the airport. Yeah, we have the fun run, uh, fun bus. That's like, we had the same bus we called the fun bus. It was like me, Tom Jervis, and Nordo. And there's a story that every single year, there was a guy from the fun bus retired. Like, literally every year, it's, it still happened. There's, like, only one left, which is Mitch Norton. And he messaged and goes, I'm the only fun, because everyone got COVID except him. So, he's like, I'm the last one remaining. But what, was the, what was this? The one that, so, what I remember was that you um, had, for a moment, forgotten to take the rings, and you made the car turn around to go back and get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's when Damo, and he's like, you're joking, because he was obviously livid. But that's funny. What The year before, Melbourne United, uh, we didn't make the final. And Casper, Casper Ware won. And so he took a photo on their Mad Monday and he was drinking a bourbon and Coke and he had the ring on his middle finger. And because I used to always hashtag West is best and he had the middle finger up saying uh, West is best. <laughs> and so I was like, we're playing Melbourne, perfect. And so like even they had, they had their team song, which is a Meek Mill uh, song which is like called like rings and championships or something so we played it in the locker room like straight yes like in their in their locker rooms as well like right absolutely because we were like everyone's like do we go back like we had you know, favorites home crowd like go back in five or do we win on their home court and i was like because i was playing with a um, bung ac joint like i had to play like jabbed it up every game and I was like, this would be the like I've won a championship every way. It'd be awesome to just win it on their home court, like and like it was. It was it was incredible. Like and even went to Qantas Lounge. You know, we ran out of alcohol on the way home, like on the plane. Um, 
talking about like you think it was like and it, well, I was like this is going to be the best night we end up at like a cricket club with no air con <laughs> <laughs> at like four in the morning I was like this is not the way <laughs> I was expecting my celebrations alright this is from the Mad Shoeys <laughs> Uh, did you get bullied in primary school because of your name? <laughs> I knew you would say this. So my real name is Gerjale. It's Hungarian. And I, oh, so I always got bullied because they would say Gerjale, but they, you would never pronounce it. So that's a gay gay. So, like, and obviously. Luke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gerjale. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so actually better than Greg, to be honest. I actually man. thought, of, like, imagine as for, I was getting it, basketball Gerjale. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, I was too deep, and they would have been like, that's not your real name. Like, you're <laughs> lying. But, um. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is from Mon- Monty underscore the underscore Cavalier underscore. Much respect for the underscores, Monty. <laughs> Do you regret going your whole NBL career without recording a dunk? No. Well, I just this is Is this a fact? Yeah, I didn't no, I didn't have a dunk in a game. You were you were yeah. close. Didn't you get, no, you no. get stitched up one game, right? No, one time I was on a fast break and I was like I would like I was like, yeah, I'm gonna dunk it. And Sean <laughs> I was anticipating the pass and Sean just drove right by Went me. To the cup. Like I was right in front of him and he like he looked me off. And that was my because I never had like I'm not an explosive guy. And to be honest, my chances were very slim because I was always exhausted. Like, as I would like try and get four offensive rebounds, I'd always subbing myself out, and that was my only time. I think I had just subbed myself in. I was like, I'm fresh. You were causing the turnover. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, on the yeah, other yeah, end yeah. Of the pass. And I'm like Sean here, but Sean got like rare dunks. Like, he, so he never did it. So he was like, Nah, I'm being selfish. It was a joke. Ah, uh, this is from Ryan Smith one eight zero five. Strong claim on the snake covered shisha. <laughs> Um, Signed by Greg Hire. Always saw you had to be the last to score a bucket before the start of every game. Did you ever have someone who would try be the last one and how long would that battle last? Nah, never had anyone. Is this a little... Uh, pre-game? Yeah, just, yeah. Pre-game. Superstition? Yeah, yeah. But it was just mine. So yeah. you were the last to drain All on. the time. Yeah, I always would dunk it just before I got in, but then like if someone would shoot, I'd just quickly shoot like again. <laughs> Hang on, so you, you could dunk it in the pregame, it's never dunked oh, mate, in the I game. Could, I, if you look up, there's a dunk of me at training and that's all the guys are giving me crap because <laughs> like, I was always like fine. But don't say you're not, yeah. don't say you're not dirty about it. <laughs> all right, Smokes. Uh, smokes four. Yeah, I like that. Smokes one, two and three was taken. <laughs> wow, we. Uh, what was the hardest part about stopping professional sport? Oh, I just think it's that, that banter. Like, and I'm a... That day to day, you know, like doing that, plus massages for free, <laughs> lunches for free. <laughs> yes. You know, like. Yeah, lunches for free. Yeah. Awesome setup. Staff used to get in on that as well. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Every lunch. Yeah. Yeah, every day. Tacos. It's taken until right and at the breakfast. end of the podcast to get a real groundbreaking Mate, piece of we, information. Uh, smoothies you got for breakfast. Free. Yeah, everything. Been free. Mate. Honestly, you said it free. was huge. Free? What do you mean free? It was like such an easy, like it made us so much money by the end. Like lunch was paid for. And by breakfast. who? Like so. You? No, 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 no. Like <laughs> we had a team manager. It's not free He'd if you paid us, for it. No, no, no. A manager would make smoothies and then like everything. or But then you'd always like toast or whatever down there because we used to just go from the gym straight there. So all yeah, that. I mean toast is just a. Yeah. No, but smoothies were good. Bread. Yeah, but still, you still smoothies good. I'll give you that. But unbe- like uh, unlimited amounts of muesli bars and whatever. Yeah. Um, and then lunch. lunch, lunch was always like 
Spag bog or like everything, Curry, Mate, yeah. tacos, tacos. From where? The manager would team manager. He'd go up. Literally, yeah. there's an office in and the now, offices. That's well, yeah, like a manager. Country. How many people was he cooking for? The manager yeah, was the he, manager a chef? No, he wasn't, and it was hilarious because he would leave like. Um, <laughs> he would always I'm leave flabbergasted. Oh, mate, he'd leave training early, and he'd go, "Where are you?" And then he'd like, he's like, he'd come in with these massive like, um, like. Pants, like, yeah, yeah, like preparing. Every day? Every day, mate. The only free lunches I got as a player for 15 years was then there was a community event. So we had, no, to, go hungry do, had, to, go, no, had to go sign after no, training. Free. And they bring in some of the and they would Subway. And the Subway would never – it would be the same cuts of Subway for 10 yeah, years. Subway's always like soggy too. Salads, mate, and with the lettuce <laughs> yeah. and the and the, and that's the cucumber, drizzly, soggy, oh, oh, the <laughs> soggy cucumber. You know it. Yeah. But you're getting free lunches. No, mate, and leftovers. Like, so then, like, uh, uh, would you not get a feed after games? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Yes. Like, what feed after uh, a game? Pizza. Yeah, no, uh, we – Nando's we, sometimes. Yeah, no, nah, we used to get, like – Right, like a buffet, like a buffet. Mate, two, yeah, buffet things set up. So then I would take like rice and spaghetti. It used to feed my kids. I'm I remember sure. watching. You're what? Like, yeah. because I would take I'm, less, I would be like, right. mate, this is, I'd, I'd load them up. If I ran out of this dog food. It's a bloody travesty. <laughs> no, let, don't let anyone ever tell you that West Coast is better than Perth Wildcats because we just found out today they are not. But I, I remember un- seeing incredible. players like walk out with like containers oh. of like leftover food. Like, <laughs> mate, absolutely. Dinner for the week. Um, yeah. All right, so we're going to decide on who won the, uh, uh, one the best question there. We had a couple more, but I think we're going to cut this up. Um, <laughs> it's between for me uh, the dunk. That's funny in my mind, and uh, and just because I know it'll piss you off. And uh, the last to score the bucket. I like that question because it shows a bit of knowledge. Yeah, I like that one. All right, Ryan Smith one eight zero five. Is he the winner? Yeah, it's the winner. Okay. Does, does Charlie agree? Or yeah, yeah, no. I think that was the best question. Oh, right, good, go. Charlie. Very good. All right, we'll find you, Ryan. We're going to track you down and get you that oh. shisha, mate. Hey, Greg. <laughs> hey, Greg. That was fun, mate. No, I appreciate it. Sorry for for taking so long. I don't have bad on you. Hey, don't apologise to me. Apologise to the listeners, mate. <laughs> no, nah, it's been good. Um, you had fun, Dan? Extraordinary time. You know what to do. Find us on social media. Backchat, double underscore. That's right, Greg. I know you're impressed. Um, you can find us Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Reddit, which is forward slash backchat. Backchat Podcast, Podcast. Yep. www.backchatpodcast.com.au. Yes, there's a www in it. And if you want to email us for you, send it, we read it, which is going to be a big time yeah. part of the episode big next week. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Is that I'm impressive? Very, I'm very impressed. Okay, you want to plug anything before we leave? No, mate. All good. Actually, I'll bail you up. It's 22nd of uh, January if you want to participate in a water polo event. You can come on down. Maybe you can. You want to see Greg Hyde get beaten the shit out of by Will Schofield? (laughs) Be there, 22nd of January. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 